Hey man, and welcome to the Badam Chain with Carl. Howdy my rowdies. Happy Friday. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. Happy weekday. Happy whenever. You're listening. That's the most important part. Welcome to the Badam Chig, man. For all my gals and girls that's been out there the whole time, you know I got nothing but love for you, man. Appreciate you. Keep on keeping on. For the uh, people listening for the first time, not sure how you found it, but you're here, so stick around. I think you might like it. You might even learn something, too. How y'all doing out there, man? I am tired, and I am busy, and I'm I'm, I'm cool with it, you know? Uh, recording this right now, I'm about to go do the Two Chong Show with Evan Norman tonight. Excited about that. Over at the lovely East Room. And then this Saturday uh, at the Underdog, we're doing uh, my Comedy at the Underdog All-Star Show. For further information, listen to old episodes or go to my uh, Instagram, CR3Comedy. And uh, check it all out, man. But for right now, let me do a quick promo for an upcoming show. Saturday, September 10th, back at Eastwood Deli, I will present... The second round of The Good, The Rad, and The Funny, a comedy showcase featuring uh, Nashville Comics, Tanner Newcomb, Allison Summers, Evan Burke, Kayla Evans, and Cody Marley. The mighty return of Cody Marley. Tickets on sale right now on brown paper tickets. Uh, be a $10 cover and uh, check it out. All right, guys, let's jump right into it. My guest this week is... Sean Parrott, again. Why, do you ask? Why did Sean Parrott come back again? Well, let me tell you. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to have him come back on, uh, catch up with him, because it's been like a year. Uh, He was number, I think he was episode one, so there you go. Uh, But mainly, I wanted him to talk about uh, his Food Court movie podcast, which, uh, if you're not a fan of that, go click and subscribe. If you like movies at all, do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Uh, but they're, they're approaching like 150 episodes, so I thought it'd be fun to have him on, talk about uh, a little history of the thing. Um, but also, we kind of do our version of the Food Court podcast where uh, we actually went to see a movie and did our own review of the movie. So uh, if you, ladies and gentlemen, have not seen The Night House, you might want to wait to listen to this podcast until you see the night house uh, because it's tons of spoilers so uh, that's the only spoiler I'm saying on here and that's all I got right now so let's jump right into it man ladies and gentlemen without further ado my man Sean Parrott all right ladies and gentlemen you didn't ask for it but sometimes you get what you don't ask for he's back for round two say hi Sean Wow, that was really makes me feel good. Thank you. Well, they without further to do yet. Uh, I, I usually say that before uh, we get into the Shit. thing during my big well, intro. Without further to do, uh, it's me. Who <laughs> apparently no one was at. No one asked for me to come back. Well, I did. Yeah, I asked you to come back. Oh, that's yeah. true. And it's, you're all that matters to me, Carl. Yeah, thank you, buddy. In you the know, whole world. Uh, <laughs> The small world. You know? Yeah, it is very small. I don't know very few people. Do you remember you were my first guest on this thing? What? Number one. 
Number Are you one. saying that I'm entirely responsible for your wild success? My, all my wealth yep. as a podcaster, my growth as as a person. Yes. Do you a, have a Patreon yet? No. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> would you? What is your Twitter? Uh, let's, uh, CR3 Comedy. Would you tweet at CR3 Comedy and ask him gingerly or even angri- angrily? to start a patreon this guy needs to be making the big bucks for having one of the top 50 stand-up podcasts in all of the nation is that true yeah yeah see but you know it does fluctuate you know i'm not gonna put it out there when it's you know when it's really bad when it's really bad you know sometimes it's the bottom 50 (laughs) that's right yeah, we didn't say which 50 it was. You know, it's been bottom 50 this whole time. Oh, it's been bottom 50. I'm yeah. one of the bottom 50. We have zero viewer, viewers, no listeners. That's you said, okay. but I mean, you said stand up. You set the standard, though. You know, you're That's the first true. one. So it was mm-hmm. all downhill from there. You know, no one can compete with, uh, you know, the kind of stuff I'm bringing. I, you know, I have so many amazing ideas and I'm always coming up with riffs. I'm like, hey, what wouldn't it be weird if, uh, I can't come up with one right now, but in theory, I'm coming up with great riffs all the time about like, uh, wow, isn't it crazy to uh, be on a podcast? Oh, microphones. What's the deal with microphones? It's nuts. Hey, you know, you mentioned you mentioned a riff. Uh, let's let's go ahead and just start plugging away, baby, because that's why I brought okay. you here. Was just to plug all your things. So since uh, since the last time we spoke, rear, rear, rear. one year riff. ago. On this, oh. on this podcast, you recorded and released a, a record. Oh, a whole, yes. A whole other record. You want to talk about that? I do want to talk about that. Um, I, before, on the last podcast, I was talking about how I was trying to work on quiet music because I was so mad. Mm-hmm. And in the end, I did the exact opposite. I was so furious that I released cathartic songs about the, the pandemic. And I was I was feeling so mad. And I just kind of was in my room just screaming as loud as I could into a microphone. If, and if you want to hear those tracks, just head on over to your favorite audio site, whatever, Napster, LimeWire. Um, you can head over to MySpace. Their tracks are all over there. Spotify, mm-hmm. iTunes. I don't know what other things. Sometimes on my CD, baby, I get like plays from some odd Indian music service. There's there's crazy people listening to my stuff in all kinds of different countries. Not very often. It makes you feel good though, doesn't it? You know? Yes. And somewhere in India, someone's like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that to be true. Oh yeah, that's true. There could be someone in India being like, wow, this is great. I will never listen to it again, but I'm glad I listened to it one time. And it was free. And it changed my life. It might have, dude. And they go out and plant a tree. And then that tree plants more trees. And then I, I'm like Indian Johnny Appleseed of music. That makes sense. Thank you. Does it? Would, would you get paid? What's your what's your Twitter? <laughs> oh, what is my Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is at Sean Parrott, S-E-A-N-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. Ladies and gentlemen, um, give this man money so he can Johnny Appleseed his way across this great world. That's a really good point. Uh, if if you do go to any of my Instagrams or my Twitters or anything and go to the link in the bio, you can tip me. If if you happen to love my songs and you've never bought any of them, you've just streamed them, you can send me a big tip. I received one like two weeks ago. You did, and yeah. It, it was basically the only time I've ever made money doing anything. 
and it felt wonderful. So if you want to give me like three and a half hours worth of joy before it all comes crashing down again, just send me one dollar. <laughs> That's all I want. You know, I, I think this is going to work out for both of us, really. Yes. I'm excited. Actually, if you send me $10,000, I will send Carl $3,000. Like wow. that is my guarantee. Really? Yeah. So if, if I receive in the next 24 hours, uh, okay. $10,000, I will send Carl $3,000. That is my promise. You can trust me. I'm writing that down. Yeah. Write it down. <laughs> I, I, I dare you to write it down. Okay. And I dare the people, all the people out there to, I mean, if you can get to 9,999 of your friends to send me $1 each, and you yourself send me $1. I'm sending Carl three. He deserves it. Oh yeah. Cause I am the third. That makes sense. That's wow. That's fate. Carl Roberts, the three K the three K I like Hell that. Yeah. So I wrote it down. So it says, uh, $10,000 hyphen Sean Carl no. get $3,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to see that in like six months after I've died in a horrible car wreck. You're uh, be like, wow. Remember that? Why does that have to be a horrible car wreck? Why couldn't it be a nice car wreck? It could be a spectacular. I'm going to die. I'm actually going to do an evil Knievel where I'm going to do a flip over some buses and land. I like the movie we watched this evening. Pancake, head down. Yes. My lungs will be collapsed. Spoiler alert. I will die. Ugh. But for four minutes oh, or forever? For <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> you you probably can't see it because you're listening to a podcast but i did the nwo forever sign he did that's that's very nostalgic did i do it correctly i don't think so i don't remember how to do but it i kind of knew i kind of felt like you started off okay you yeah did the I, four horsemen thing. i did four correctly yeah but i don't know how to do the e is it e uh is that the yeah i think that's it i don't know why we're doing this on a sound podcast <laughs> It is not a video. I don't, I'm sorry to all the listeners. Well, just you know, know that I tried to do an E with my fingers, if you gonna, know what I mean. What we're going to do is later when I start a Patreon, we're going to um, recreate the video portion of this uh, audio yes. podcast as a Patreon. Yes. We're going to use the transcript and we're just going to read it. Yes. <laughs> we're going to go, uh, did I say, did I do the E right? And you'll I go, think so. I think you did. Maybe, Ooh, we, maybe should switch. we can get Siri. We should switch. Ooh. Oh, I would love to be Carl. Okay, I'll be Sean. Okay. Uh, howdy, my rowdies. It's Carl. <laughs> it's your boy, Carl. I'm here. Uh, getting wild, playing drums, taking it all the way around on the toms. You know me. I love the floor tom, but sometimes I get give the high tom some love, too. I'm Carl Roberts III. It's, and without further ado, that's here's, here's Sean Barrett III. <laughs> Uh, you know, I play guitar, but you know, I don't really like it. And uh, all I really want to do is just go eat. Can we go eat already? You know, yeah, I just want to go see a movie, you know, because there's nothing else to do. So, yes, <laughs> yes, that's it. We know pretty it. much me. We know, we know both of them. I think you have to fill up the empty space in your life, and there's a lot of empty space, mm -hmm. even if you're busy, there's great amounts of empty space. I'm glad you and said that because I, I'm a big proponent of like always saying, well, I don't have time to do anything because I'm so busy. But there's always yeah. time for stuff, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There's always time for stuff you want to do. Dang it. 
Oh yeah. Well, that's why I never have time to exercise. That's always my excuse. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just too busy. Too busy. Yeah. I've been sitting all day. There's, I got no time to <laughs> eat, <laughs> eat healthy or exercise. No. It's, it's hard eating healthy when you're eating trash. You know, it's true. We ate some trash tonight. Man, Am I allowed to good. shout out where we ate? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Chewies, we we were at the Opry Mills Mall in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, having yeah. some Chewies. They give you salsa, they give you chips, and they give you a big bowl of ranch. That is so ridiculous. And and this was my maiden voyage. Trashy. Remember, I yes. told you, my first time in Chewies. I had no idea. I was like, why do you have, I showed up late, and I was like, why do you have a bowl of ranch in front of you? <laughs> I actually brought that ball with me. I bring <laughs> I bring a tiny bowl and an entire uh, bottle of ranch with me everywhere I go for well, dipping. Well, you know, I was I was impressed when we were sitting there eating and and, uh, and I mentioned this to you and it and that it tastes like it reminds me of like a, a high class Taco Bell. Yes, and I was a, I was saying that's a slam. You know, it's like that's a compliment to them. I think. Yeah. Yes, you know, in in Demolition Man, in the future, when every restaurant is Taco Bell, mm. well, that's that's what it's going to taste like. It's going to just taste like Chewies. You're going to get ranch. <laughs> You're going to get a big bowl of ranch. In the future, the bowls of ranch will be even bigger. That's that that's inflation, I think. Yeah. Also, also, when we were talking about that, uh, I didn't mention this uh, over dinner, but we talked about Taco Bell in our first episode. Also, do you remember that? What? Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, because there's like, uh, I haven't gone back and listened. I just remembered uh, <laughs> what you said about <laughs> about uh, there being a coupon. You remember that what? last year? There was like a coupon for oh yes free stuff, and then it went away. They screwed me. Yeah, that's right. I had forgotten this horrible memory. Now, thank you for bringing it back. Oh, you're welcome. They yeah. screwed me right in the middle of the pandemic. They screwed me. Yeah, but it's okay. I never stopped loving them. They are my, like almost every fast food place, they are my abusive spouse mm. because no matter how many times I go and they fuck up my order, no matter how many times I go and there's like a guy on a respirator who like tries to ask for money or something, I keep going back because I love them that much. You know, like, it's funny you said abusive uh, spouse because yeah. like, I'm more of a romantic. I always called her my abusive mistress. <laughs> you know, it's one of those like I, I draw the blinds because I don't want the neighbors to see us quarreling. <laughs> <laughs> you just chowing down on a big five-layer burrito. Yes. No. With the lights. No one off. can see. <laughs> no one can see. Not even me. Just cut the lights off. <laughs> You're just peeling the wrapper off. Oh my heavens! <laughs> You're a dirty burrito. Oh, sounds good oh, too. Rah, 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 rah. What's up with my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go fourth meal, baby. You know, if we do, if and when we do a third episode, I think we should do it live at Taco Bell. Okay. Or actually, the one over here on Gallatin Road, we could do it live at the Taco Bell drive-through because it takes 50 minutes to get your order. So that's I have. Good. I said that I never stopped loving Taco Bell. I have given up on that one, <laughs> but I've remarried the with a different Taco Bell over by a hundred Oaks. There's like a whole wow, different went, movie theater. You, now, yes. now to let the people know we are in East Nashville. So like that is like a 25 minute drive with no traffic. Yes. So that's, that's some good dedication. I mean, there's another movie theater over there. So sometimes if I'm going to see a movie over there, that is not over near me. Mm -hmm. I'll just, I mean, I'm not making special trips. I'm not doing a, like a 40 minute 
a round trip just for Taco Bell. But for a movie and Taco Bell, I'll do it. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, wow, thank you. Yeah. And thank you to your listeners for also supporting me and everything I do with $10,000. We're going to start saying the money trickling in. We, <laughs> yeah. we haven't even released this episode yet. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, my phone is rattling off the hook. <laughs> my landline. You're going to get a gold-plated phone, man. My agent is calling me. Yes, hello, Tony. My agent's name is Tony. Makes Tony, sense. yes. Um, oh, you're, you're saying that they've already sent me $50,000? Well, the 3000 is, it doesn't go up even if I get $50,000. He only gets $3,000. So just keep sending me the money and I'll send, I'm doing air quotes, send Carl $3,000. Oh, I'll still be happy with 3000 Tell Tony, I appreciate it. You know, no, thanks. Um, hey, Tony, Carl says that he appreciates it. Yeah, Carl Roberts III of the Badumching podcast. Okay, without further ado, I got to hang up. Bye, Tony. There we go. Beep. That was a good call with Tony. Yeah, yeah. that's good to, good to hear from Tony. Huh? Yeah, he's a great guy. He's really <laughs> steering my uh, career in, in great directions. Look at how far he has brought me. That's true. To uh, your bedroom, it looks like. Yes, this, this is my bedroom. Um, this is where I sleep okay. and where I do all everything else, if you know what I mean. Music, <laughs> music mostly. <laughs> mostly music. And that's it. Have you been working on uh New music? Uh, sort of. Okay. I my new my next thing is going to be a Christmas EP because I've never done a Christmas EP. That's and wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I I um I've been feeling you know I'm getting old and so I'm I'm finally becoming very sentimental mm. and uh I'm you know just gonna make some sentimental songs about Christmas. You can't every song can't be yelling the the f word i mean it could every song could be yelling the f word but in this case it won't be well it seems like christmas would be the best time to yell the f word sometimes some days i'm going to try to harken back to a quieter time a simpler time when i was a little boy and i didn't know about all the problems of the world mm -hmm. i hadn't even heard of aids yet or um people being hit with hammers or um, people being thrown off of bridges. I didn't know you could be thrown off a bridge as a little boy. So I'm going to celebrate the quiet, calm contemplation, staring at the Yule log for Christmas. You looking, you looking for a uh, uh, December 2021 release? Um, no, my plan is to... Yeah. Wait, is it 2021 now? Yes. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? yeah. yeah, my brain can't even contemplate that. Yes. I, no, think the, yeah, the, I think it's the first time I've said 2021 all year. <laughs> yeah. I think out I loud. I, I think I've written it, but I don't think I've said it. Yeah, me either. I keep saying 2020 instead. Um, yes, the plan is to be um, sometime around November. You're supposed to, you got to release the Christmas early so people can get prepared. So look for it in your inbox. <laughs> I'm going to email it directly to you. If you send me $500,000 by tomorrow, I will email it to you directly. Uh, one and a half weeks before it comes out for regular people. That's my guarantee. $500,000. That's all I need. That's the Sean Parrott promise. That's a I mean, it, I will find a way to keep that promise. If I somehow get a half a million dollars in my bank account by tomorrow. <laughs> 
again before the podcast comes out, which is gonna be uh, great. Mm, I'm gonna I'm so good that I'm gonna allow them 24 hours after the podcasts. Uh, okay. Released. Okay. You're too generous. But no longer than that. If you send me half a million dollars 36 hours after the podcast comes out, sorry, that's just a half a million dollars for me and you get nothing. Yeah, that's what they deserve, I think. You know, if you wait too late, yeah. you know, don't skate on this. This is important stuff. This is art. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're Finally, welcome. someone admits You're welcome. that what I do is uh, our great works of art. <laughs> in the pantheon of great works put them in the canon of great works of art alongside you know the that statue of the guy and the painting of the two guys and um that that lady who paints herself but she's got the eyebrows i'm up there with all those greats a great show thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> well you know like uh, before we get into the the thing before we Ooh. make the the great unveil I uh, remember I, I mentioned to you uh, one of the reasons I wanted to re-podcast with you was to specifically talk about uh, one of your podcasts. Uh, oh, maybe your current longest running podcast, I should say. This could maybe. be correct. The, and my I, only currently running podcast. Yes, yes. and it is the <laughs> it is the Food Court Movie Podcast. Yes, so, ladies and gentlemen. And I remember that. Remember when I came to you with the idea. You know, I was like, hey, it'd be cool to get the whole team together. He's like, nah, that's not going to happen. So I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to get Sean on here and let's wrap. And then uh, and we'll tell him what we did after this. But for the current situation. Yes. Could you let us know uh, the origins of the podcast, how it came to be and why it came to be? Oh, um, well, it's just a it's a movie podcast. In, in its original incarnation, we went to the movies uh at the movies and then we recorded a podcast in the food court itself with all the noise and wonder that that uh that entails but for a while of course it changed because you know uh of the whole COVID thing but luckily COVID is dead we defeated it and so we're coming back to the movies yeah. uh but usually we did only Lately, we've only been doing podcasts about things that are streaming and in the theater mm -hmm. for our audience members who are either um, are too scared to go to the theater, which I totally understand. And I I was at one point and then I got I don't know what happened. I got stupid, I guess. I just <laughs> decided to go anyway. Yeah. Or for just for people who cannot access um, movie theaters. If so, you know, there's people who are not near movie theater. So. Uh, you can listen to all of our wonderful episodes on your favorite podcast app right now. Actually, stop listening to this podcast <laughs> right now <laughs> and head over <laughs> to foodcourtmoviepodcast.com and listen to every single episode right now from the very first one. You guys uh, got a lot. You have like 150 something? It's nearly on. 150. So wow. we'll technically take you roughly 150 hours, but it will be worth it, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Yep, it will be. Was uh when when you first started, like was it you and and John Burr? Yes, um, John Burr, my my compatriot, uh, was uh, the main co-host, and we would have special guests like uh, a Carl Roberts the mm Third, -hmm. a Michael Hampton, who has joined us as a permanent co-host, a Gary Fletcher, 
friends of the show. Friends of the show. People that you've probably heard right here on the Bedumpshing, most true. of whom. Has John been on the show yet? Not yet. Uh, you That's know what? I, I asked him uh, a while back and he said, oh, you already ran out of comics, huh? <laughs> I was like, all right, Dan, buddy. <laughs> it's like, he's I'll right. Make you wait. I'll make you wait. But Oh, I did. shit. Yeah, so I'll make him wait for a while. I mean, but, who wants to hear from comics? What, what do they have to say? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I've been, you know, I've been making questionable moral decisions uh, just to, in order to make my career happen. So, you know, I, hey, if I happen to have happen to have to do a show with a few rapists, it's worth it for my career. You know, right. that's the kind of things that they're saying. And yeah, I, I support them because none of the rapists have asked me to open for them. If, if they did, I'd be like, I'm happy to do it. That's whatever what you need, about. sir. There you go, buddy. That's you need pro. me to spray anybody with a poison mist before <laughs> you do your horrible crimes. I'm happy to do it. <laughs> I got my mists spray right over here. I'll be happy to spritz anybody you want me to, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, John would be great to, to be on this thing. You know, oh, yeah. Like, he's cold blooded. Yes. And like he's a madman. He, he really is. But when he gives you like a sincere uh, compliment, which has happened to me once or twice, I was like, wow, really? that, that means a lot coming from John. Who I don't know that he has ever complimented me. Well, you just got to keep trying. You got to yeah. keep asking him. You got to keep saying, give me a compliment. <laughs> Please compliment me. You know, I don't want it if it's not real. Well, I do. It's fine. Oh, really? Yeah. I want okay. people to lie to me. Okay. Send me an email, ladies and gentlemen, at cr3comedy <laughs> at gmail.com and just lie to me. Tell me how great yep. I am. Yep. Hey, well, on that note, Carl, mm -hmm. this is the greatest podcast I've ever been a part of. See, I knew it. I didn't even Feels pay good, you. doesn't it? I hadn't, I hadn't even paid you yet. <laughs> it does feel good. And it's true. It's all true. <laughs> Let me see your hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, people didn't see it, but he had his fingers crossed. I was just joshing. This is truly the greatest podcast I've ever been a part yeah. of. Yeah, it really is. Well, going back to your podcast real quick. Oh, yes. I guess. Okay, let's do it. I guess. Uh, do you have, have to. Like, you have such a catalog of it. Do you have any particular highlights, like where you're like, or oh, yeah. special episodes for you? Absolutely. The only, the one I always mention uh, because I think it's um, maybe indicative of the kind of thing we do and also kind of a crazy one. We went to see Cats, mm -hmm. the musical, the movie, uh, the crazy, weird, sort of pseudo CGI uh, cat musical. And um, Michael and I went to see it all by ourselves. And it's insane. It's a crazy, crazy movie. And um we were in a theater near a bunch of people. So we kind of had to hold it together. Mm. So, but it's a, it's a movie that feels like, it feels like the, the movie is a drug and you leave the theater kind of with your brain kind of all fucked up because it's such an insane movie. And so because of that, afterwards, after we see the movie, we're kind of giddy and weird. Mm. And it's just uh, one of my favorites to listen back to. And um, I've had a few listeners. It's not just me. <laughs> I've had listeners tell me that it's also good. So um, uh, check that. If you, if you want an idea of what the show is, you, and the good thing is you don't even have to watch Cats, which is great. You should not watch it. 
Um, but you can listen to the episode and you can go, I like this. Or if you hate it, they're all like that. So you're not going to like any of them if you don't like that one. That's a good barometer episode to, yeah. to throw out there to people. We're ridiculous. And well, the thing is, like when you say that, like you and Micah are getting giddy when you're saying that, because you guys are uh, pretty insane people anyway, when you get together, you know. Yes, so, we're like, dummies. When, when you're saying that y'all are being extra giddy, that's that's saying something. <laughs> yes. We had our brains melted by the feature film Starling, starring Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And um, who else is in that? Who's the, who's the fad light night host? James Corden. Oh James God. Corden as his character is essentially fat cat is essentially the, the character. It just eats and it's a cat. And if I was James Corden, I would go, this is insulting. <laughs> you are cruel to even have me audition for this character that only eats and is fat. And James Corden was just like, how much money is it? I just need more money so I can have more money so I can buy. I'm, I don't know if he has child slaves. I don't know what he needs all the money for, but he needs more money. So he's like, I'll be fatty, fatty cat cat. I'm going to eat. Um, I'm a fat cat. Um, nom, 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 nom. Well, that's funny you say that because remember uh, we were talking something similar to that where like when me and you would see <clears throat> Suicide Squad. Yes. Uh, and then finally out there like Sly Stallone did <sighs> the yeah. shark voice yeah right so it's yeah. like how did they and i remember you saying that specifically in the parking lot after you're like this man's like a academy award winning writer director you know yeah. and like they just have him go yeah i mean went for it he pulls it off yeah but he I absolutely mean, like, pulls it off but i may i'm sure it's just a thing where they were like hey uh, do you want um 500 grand for an afternoon sure we'll give, we'll give you i don't i don't know how much he gets paid for it uh i on the topic of sly stallone yes i rewatched creed today oh and sly is fantastic in that movie yeah, i i did i only watched like half of it man i really? don't know I, I don't know if it was the editing or uh it, maybe i was expecting more of a rocky feel you know what I mean? Yes. Like a Rocky kind of drama. And it was like a completely different, yes. w- which it is a completely di- different series. So yes. I need to revisit it because I haven't seen Creed 2 because I haven't seen Creed 1. I really want to see Creed 2 to see Drago yes. and all the things again. So I quite like the first one. The second one's fine. It's, <sighs> it's okay. That's that's disheartening because it's Ivan Drago's know, really Drago. good. He's awesome, and his son's terrifying, a truly terrifying man, a okay. enormous man. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm I'm a big Stallone fan. Me so too, man. Me too. If, so, like, But how would you like to have been that guy that had to ask Stallone, could he be the shark, the dumb, 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 dumb shark? <laughs> it must be weird. I mean, it di- I mean especially because it must be a little bit insulting to Sly. Right. Because they're like, hey, um... You're you're kind of like an idiot, right? Um, we thought that you'd just sort of play yourself. You could play just kind of like a dummy <laughs> who's a shark. It, it won't be you exactly, but you'll be in a booth. Do I? Do you even understand what an audio booth is, Mister <laughs> Stallone? Uh, we're gonna get you in there, and you're gonna be like, "Oh, duh, I'm a shark." Oh, duh. 
He's, he's like, like, he's like trying to call. He's like, where's the telephone? It's like, it's not a phone booth. It's, like, <laughs> it's not, it's not a phone booth. You just speak into the microphone. No, don't touch the microphone. You can't touch the microphone, Mr. Stallone, please. And he's just like, Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Adrian. And, and also like just the, the fact that he is, you know, like, especially our generation. And when you think of action star, he was the, the guy, yeah. you know, yes. so they'll be like, well, we don't, need your body we just need your yes your dumb voice <laughs> yes he's man it's in some ways i like it better that way because there there is something weird about him being fucking 90 and still doing action movies mm-hmm. where it's like you don't have to do that like especially when you see him in creed which i i mean you haven't seen him in creed but i have seen him in creed and i, I love him in creed and I would love to see him just do some regular ass dramatic role where he's just some old guy who happens to be huge. Yeah. He doesn't have to run everywhere and shoot things. He's just like a legitimately good actor. Although he can do it. Maybe that's why he does it. Yeah, yeah maybe so. He just likes running. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I want to keep running. Well, you know, that scene from Rocky, you know, they they said like the cameras was having a hard time, like keeping up, you know, because he, he would just take off like that. Just fast. Hella yes. fast, you know, so. I love a good fast runner. Do you know the T-1000 story? No. Apparently, uh, wait, is it Robert Patrick or Richard Patrick who plays? Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. It is Robert Patrick, yes. One is the guy from Filter and the other is the actor. I think it's Robert. Okay. Robert played the T-1000 and um, he, uh, you know the one scene where he's like chasing John Connor on the the dirt bike and he's like running after him in the mall parking lot? Apparently he had to run slower because he was too fast he kept really? catching up to the dirt bike oh wow yeah he, he was, was just running fast? yes he was running so fast that he would keep catching up to the dirt bike <laughs> and james cameron was like fuck just stop running so fast you cannot catch the dirt bike or else this movie's over movie's because he killed john connor <laughs> he's just too fast it's terrifying wow i had no idea i never heard that that's one of my favorite all-time movie stories Oh, told to me by James Cameron while we were having dinner last night. Where did you go to Chewy's again? No, James and I go to high class places. We went to the Taco Bell over in Hundred Oaks. <laughs> that makes That's sense. a really nice Taco Bell over there. James was like, mm, "This is the double decker tacos are so good here." Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about my next film. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making Avatar two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. He doesn't sound like that. I was about to say, you nailed it. He might. It's me, James Cameron. How you doing there, Sean? Let me get some more of that mild sauce. (laughs) I don't like that Diablo. It's too hot. It makes my tongue burn. (laughs) I like the mild sauce. I'm James Cameron, and I approve this message. Sounds like uh uh what's the guy Ted Turner a little bit a little Ted Turner. It is Ted Turner. Yeah, I like that. Is Ted Turner still alive? I was just wondering that. I think so. I mean, you'd think you would hear about his death. Maybe he's one of the secret billionaires where he's like he's not like Bezos or Elon Musk, who just like won't shut the fuck up, who won't stop talking about space. Ted Turner's just secretly already got a moon base. It's on the oh. other side, so we can't see it. Oh, he's just, just being in. quiet. Just this, just in. He died in 1988. Did he? No, <laughs> he's he still alive. Died. <laughs> if he died in '88, I, I would have remembered it's like, that. It's before, you know, like 
TNT, I think. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that was when he was still colorizing things and making everybody mad. That's right. Good for him. Yes, he got lots of money out of it. Speaking of money, ooh, <laughs> if uh, you know, these <laughs> people need a reminder to uh, sh- go to our Twitter and uh, yeah, yeah, give us tips. Yes. Send me 10,000 so that I can send Carl 3,000. That's I all we, I ask. I think we keep bringing it back up that it's going to happen. If it happens, I will feel foolish that I offered you 3,000. Yeah. I feel really foolish, but I will keep my word despite feeling like a fool for giving 3,000 away. Well, but I'll still you, have 7,000. I tell you what, if you give me three, three grand, I'll pay for your uh, next year's uh, Regal Unlimited subscription. Will that's, you? That's my word. That's this my is. Word. Man, this is going great. Yes. See there? This is going to work out so well for me. It is going to work $7,000 plus. I can't multiply 23 times 12, but whatever that is. But I guess maybe we're giving it a little little way, but we are classy people and we do have that Regal Unlimited pass. And we utilize that tonight at the Opera Mills Mall after Mm -hmm. we went to Chewy's. Mm -hmm. We had a hidden agenda here, ladies and gentlemen. Here's the big reveal. We went to watch a movie and we're going to review it a la food court movie podcast. Yes. Homage style. So take it away, Sean. Tell them what we watched. Uh, the Badumching, the movie podcast where Carl and Sean watch it, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. Hello and welcome to the Badumching. Without further ado, let's talk about The Night House. The Night Directed House. Directed by somebody. I don't remember who it is. It's not a yeah. name I recognize. Starring Rebecca Hall who is basically the only, I mean, there's like other kind of small characters, but it's basically a lot of Rebecca Hall in different rooms in her house being scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the spoiler alert over and over and over again. Lots of spoilers coming. Uh, it's the story of a woman whose husband commits suicide. Uh, it's pretty, it's a romp. It's just a silly romp. <laughs> it's just an old school <laughs> A screwball comedy where a, a woman's <laughs> husband uh, kills himself, and uh, then she begins to hear noises and feel his presence in the house, the night house. Scared Maybe. yet? Scared yet? You should. Be. I'm. I feel a little scared. I'll do the plot. Um, uh, basically, what happens, and once again. These, we're going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen The Night House, beware. Um, I'll make mention of that in the intro, too. So if yes. they want to not listen to this podcast till after they watch the movie. Yes. Ghost shit happens, essentially. <laughs> There's lots of ghost shit. Um, there are scary noises. Uh, there's dreams. She has many, many scary dreams. Um, she uh, is a school teacher. There's one scene that's amazing where she goes back into school to uh, put in her grades and one of her students' parents comes in to have the grade changed and uh, she (laughs) informs the teacher that her husband uh, shot himself the week before (laughs) and that she didn't care what uh, grade Hunter got. She gives him a B. It's fantastic. But You You were laughing hysterically. Which it's funny, which was making me laugh, you know. But you're the only one in the theater, like laughing out loud. It was great. They're wrong, yeah, because this is a funny movie. Because after you did that, I saw it through your eyes. So, like, every scene with her dealing with death was hysterical. 
Oh, you know? yes. She I think one one of the things I like the most about this movie is that she deals with darkness in the same way that like you and I deal with darkness. Mm -hmm. She has a very like ironic distance from darkness because how else if your husband kills himself, could you deal with it? <laughs> I mean, you can't actually have a real conversation with some teacher where you're just like, yes, my husband <laughs> killed him. I mean, there's no way to get through life that way. You, you must fight the darkness with comedy. And yeah. so she does. She's just really bitingly sarcastic with everyone. And then and like, like there's a scene not long after that one. Uh, uh, that was again another pratfall, but uh, not a pratfall, but uh, uh, fall. everybody fell down, uh, <laughs> yeah. emotionally, kind of emotionally. The, the ghost leaves a banana peel under her feet and she <laughs> slips down some stairs, and then they play that yakety sax, you know, the yeah. Benny Hand, and then in, the credits in. But like that. there's there's a scene where her, her friend, her best friend, supposedly says, Hey, um, I tell you what, girl, why don't you uh, come out with with the uh, uh with the co-workers we're gonna go drinking and it's just like yeah don't you remember as her best friend that her husband just blew his brains out a week ago yeah and how do you want to solve that let's go get drunk <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go lower all of our um response time and let's lower our defenses in front of strangers yeah, or in front of best friends, I guess. Well, really just that one friend. Cause it seemed like the other ones didn't really care or know about her. And like, she just sitting there all like depressingly, you know, spiraling. And they're all like asking her those questions. Did he leave a suicide note? You know, yes. how, how, how are you feeling? It's like, what is happening? Yes. yes. Awful, but it was awesome. Oh, it's you know, really good. Because again, here comes the, the humor. Right. So she just combats all of it with just blatant sarcasm. And yes, they're very she uncomfortable. Just, she's very good in this. And she does a really good job of um, doing that kind of middle ground between the darkness and the comedy, where like you can see the pain, but you can also see her, see her like force the laughs, where she's just like, <laughs> We're having a great time, aren't we? Here's my husband's suicide note. Let me read it to you. And read it. Just read it out yes. loud to everybody. Uh, the suicide note says, you were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now. And this little note is something I sort of noticed the first time, but this is my second time watching it. I really love the kind of layers of meaning of this note. Yeah. Because the first time you hear it, you go, you're right. There's nothing. Nothing is after you. Uh, you're safe now. And you kind of go, I don't exactly know what that means, but it seems like it's about the afterlife. It seems like he is talking about how he's he's ready to die and there's nothing there. Yeah. And that's it, it. Yeah. And there's nothing left, you know. Yeah. And he's mm -hmm. she's safe maybe from him or his yes. darkness. Something yes. like that. And then as time goes on, you begin to understand that nothing is a something. Nothing is a presence. At least in dreams, nothing is there. No, nothing is like, I mean, I don't know. It's almost like uh, uh, Bill. Wait, is it? No, it's almost like Bob from Twin Peaks, where nothing is this dark presence that enters the mind of her husband and forces him to kill. Now. At the same time, because so many so many things happen within dream worlds, 
I also found myself thinking like, did, did what did happen? It, he's a killer, right? Or is he a killer? I'd have no idea. Right. Because it was all revealed in the dream state. So we so don't much, know. So much is revealed in dream state. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like, I, I kind of took it as like, nothing was uh, like death coming for yes. her again because she talked about a near-death experience and experienced Absolutely. nothing and he's like i am nothing <laughs> you yes. know so it's like like nothing is death and he's coming back for her essentially and absolutely and so the this is revealed that the uh uh he was going through the husband and making and the husband was trying to trick nothing by yes. killing girls that looked like his <laughs> wife yeah the old switcheroo it's death. very sneaky what kind of plan was that I think it's it's the same thing like in Bill and Ted 2 when they're playing chess with the with death and yeah. then they then they beat him at a battleship. It's just the same thing. They're just trying to draw it out a little bit. Yeah. And for a while he he was beating death. He was he was, he was just Max von Sydow on the beach playing death in chess and then eventually death was like, "Wait up. You just wait one goddamn second. <laughs> this is not Rebecca Hall." This is some lady who looks like Rebecca Hall. I mean, you can send me a few more ladies that look like this, but in the end, I want to eat Rebecca Hall's soul or something. Or something. There's, is there there's a hell? One, I don't know. There was well, there's one scene that that could be seen as cheese ball, but also I thought it was pretty awesome was when nothing actually grabs a hold of Rebecca Hall. Yes. character and lifts her up in the air and then this red light comes on and you know you're like all right cheese but also it's pretty spooky it's really spooky yeah it was yes. very eerie like it was nicely done mm-hmm. trying to describe it even sounds cheesy right oh and then there was a red beam of light big you know? red light well they kind of tease it at first so the earlier in the movie in one of in her second dream which is like my favorite dream um she uh she begins to see like kind of a red Corona around the moon. And it looks as if kind of the moon is separating in two. And I mean, I guess just one, one moon represents the old house and the red moon represents the night house or something like that. I don't know. It's a little, it's a little more vague than that, but you know, it feels something like that. And so by the end of the movie, the two moons have completely separated and she has basically crossed all the way over to the night house to the dark land right and it's also creepy just because throughout the uh, earlier in the movie they show us this creepy uh voodoo doll Mm -hmm. that has been like pierced with many different rods it's been like tied up hog tied and pierced uh through various uh, orifices with different <laughs> rods and it's like really creepy so like the moment that she is kind of hog tied by a mysterious presence you're like oh god no what is going to happen to her because i i started to think oh shit is she going to be stabbed a bunch of times by a mysterious presence oh, yeah 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 like sky's the limit at this point you know yes yeah it's very fucked up and also i think another thing that uh, really makes it fucked up for me is that before that this is slightly before that they're in a they're in she's in a dream state or we think she is we don't really know a lot of the dream state feels like real state so who knows but she um she feels a presence she thinks it is her husband owen and she uh begins to hold him and we see her 
like we see kind of the pads of her fingers kind of be depressed a little bit as she holds him in her hands and she holds him in her arms and uh, she's like, Owen, is it you? And he just goes, no. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucked up. And when that happens, you're like, oh, shit, it's a fucking scary ghost, man. It's an evil ghost, man. And then once she's hogtied, you're like, oh, God, she's dead for sure. Yeah. There's no way she's going to make it. Yeah. Uh, did you have a year of this picture, a beef lame year of this picture? What's your favorite part of the film, the feature film, The Night House? Favorite part. Ay, 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 ay. Probably her. I'll start. Re- Rebecca Hall. Is probably uh, Rebecca favorite. Hall? Yeah, yes. I think, I think she did a great job uh, as an actress. Uh, she carries it. Believable through and through. Yeah. Uh, at one point when she's breaking down, uh, after she realizes that her husband is indeed a serial killer, or we think, yeah. she starts breaking down. She says, I miss you, which, <laughs> which I'm like, you realize he just killed a bunch of women. But yes. anyway, uh, in that moment when she's breaking down, it very much reminded me of, um, oh, what's her name from uh, uh, The Shining? Oh, like yes, Shelley absolutely. Duvall. Is it yes. Shelley, Shelley Duvall? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. Like she even looked like her at that point. Just, I totally saw that. How, like, it just, she just got so beaten down, you know, from emotion. I was like, oh, this is very, this is very Kubert Shining. You know, it's like, what did they do to this? actress to get her yes. to this level you know yes but, uh yeah she was probably my favorite of the whole movie i think she I think she's it. fantastic and and it's like a hard movie to pull off because she has to be in every scene essentially she's the on screen for almost the entire running time there's like a few shots that are not her but mostly it's just her in rooms mm-hmm. being afraid talking to nothing is like the vast majority of the movie is her being afraid in places and it, i mean it must have been a grueling movie to shoot just because she has to be terrified for i mean i don't know how long they shot it a month or two yeah she just had to be alone and completely terrified for months and for whatever flaws that that are in the movie i think mm-hmm. that she still shines through it you know like yes it's not her fault <laughs> no no i think my favorite part is uh, there there's a section in the middle where right after she has had that really unfortunate um, drink off with her coworkers, <laughs> when she goes back to her house with her best friend and she has like laid her head on her best friend's oh, lap yeah. Yeah. and the best friend is kind of petting her and saying like, Hey, you want me to stay? And she's like, Oh, you know, I can, I'll just, you just stay until I fall asleep. And there's this like sudden, loud, terrifying noise. Yes. yes. Um, that <laughs> blows all of the wind chimes, and it's so scary. And the and then she had like she kind of goes into this other dream state where she is outside of her own home, and tons of women are running past her and jumping off a cliff. Yes. And uh, she follows them to the night house. This is. The first time we are, we see like the other house, the other backwards house revealed in the dream. And it's so creepy. And uh, I can detour into my low main, low man. My least favorite part of the movie is that I think the movie peaks at this moment. And it's bad to peak like halfway through. I still like it as it goes on. And, but 
it is more interesting to me as a mysterious movie than it is as a movie where like everything is explained, which it mostly is. By the end, it is mostly explained because you, I mean, for all of the, is this a dream? Is this reality? I think her husband's a serial killer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So by the end, you're like, okay, so her husband's a serial killer. That's not as interesting as just going, oh, who are these creepy women? And why are they jumping off cliffs? Was a lot more fascinating to me than like, oh, he's a serial killer. That's bad. He was trying to kill women for death, (laughs) which is like a little silly. And it works in the movie, but it's just not as exciting to me as the mystery that leads up to it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, You know, for me, I don't know if if it's it's a very particular thing so my uh low main my low point of the movie is that i wanted to see more of explanation of i guess the quote-unquote night house itself like where everything slipped where everything's Mm -hmm. opposite they Mm -hmm. hint at it and they talk about it some yeah i wanted more actuality on film i kind of feel like if this was a book they cut out like 300 pages does that yes. make sense? Like, like I totally just, see that. You could have explored that, you know, mm-hmm. and, and like it gave more away other than saying, oh, it's a reverse house. How? Which house? This house or the night house? And the night house isn't, is that the night house? Or are you talking about the new house that he's building? Is that the night house? Because it's not even finished. Yes. And like, and how's voodoo involved in all this? And like, yeah. And all the planning he had of building a reverse house. I don't know where the which one the reverse house is because it makes it look like the house they're living in now is the reverse house kind of yeah but it's only reverse when she's dreaming i don't know it's very vague and i I wish they would uh, hash would have hashed that out more yes there's a lot of interesting stuff that probably would have made it even more kubricky and like the shining because she's reading through these books about the occult and she sees these drawings that he has in his like drafting book since he's in a he's an architect it seems or a house builder at the very least. And um, she sees all these drawings of like mysterious mazes because uh, I guess, according to the reading, at least you can kind of trap dark spirits inside of mazes. And so essentially he was building a whole nother house in order to trap death. Basically. Yeah. Or nothing or whatever, whatever the, the dark spirit was that was haunting him and Rebecca. And also, that's not her name. What is her name in the movie? I don't know. I can't. Remember. I'm going to keep calling her Rebecca because <laughs> I don't think anybody ever cared enough about her in the movie to ask her what her name or yeah. to say her name. I can't remember. Hey, what is your name, ma'am? What about the gentle neighbor? I've seen that actor before. He's been yes. around. What What's he been in? I you, don't you know. Recall? He's so familiar. Look yeah, look it up real fast. But I'm going like, to look it up. You vamp right, while I look so, it up. So, like, there's this gentle, sweet old man that's like He's the neighbor uh, that knew him and, like, his story seemed very interesting. Like he was high, like he was protecting something or hiding something. Yeah. I kind of thought he had a bigger hand in it than he did. Oh, and, and, but he, but he didn't. In the end, he just says, I kind of knew that your uh, husband uh, was seeing ladies, but he told me not to say anything. And yes. then I saw him muddy and bloodied, but he said he was sorry. And you know what? Yes. He, didn't, he didn't do it again. <laughs> uh, this is Vondi Curtis Hall. Okay. And he is in many movies. He's in Coming to America. Who was I, reckon- I don't remember. Was he Simi? Not Simi. No. I don't remember who he was in Coming to America. 
something. What I remember him from, he's like one of the main heavies in Die Hard 2. He's uh, like yeah. in 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 like Major Stewart's or Colonel Stewart's in Colonel Stewart's like badass gang. He's like yeah. kind of badass black dude in that. That's right. He's in Crooklyn. He's in Romeo and Juliet, apparently. Hmm. A bunch of shit. He's he's a that guy. Yeah. He's one of those that guys. He's probably a millionaire, right? But he can walk around the street and nobody know who he is. Yeah. That's, then, I think not a lot of live. people are going to be like, hey, aren't you Vondi Curtis Hall from Die Hard 2? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you play one of uh, Colonel Stewart's men in Die Hard 2? I think, right? You know, he probably gets that. Yes, that's me, Vondi Curtis Hall. I wonder, if he go, I wonder if he goes to some of those like conventions. Is there like an action convention? <laughs> he goes to Die Hard 2 conventions. <laughs> He's a rock you, star there. Do yeah. you like the third best Die Hard movie? <laughs> well, then you'll love Die Hard 2, the convention. Die Con Harder. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, the part two convention. Yes. Oh, that'd be cool if it was a part two of everything convention. Oh, there should right? be a part two convention. Yeah, I like that. Godfather Part Two. Oh, Rocky Two. Rocky Two is good. Rambo Two. Rambo <laughs> Two Stallone. is really good. We're on the Stallone kick. Uh, uh, Stop or my mom will shoot. Part Two. Stop or my mom. Well, yep. That's the wishful thinking. <laughs> Expendables Part Two. Expo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he likes sequels. I think Sly. He invented the sequel, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he yes, did. He did. In he, there were no sequels before him. <laughs> he. I'm sure he just likes money. They're like, hey, do you want to do another Rocky movie? And he's like, I don't know. I feel like it would sort of tarnish the vision of my original one. And then they're like, oh, but are you sure you don't want a bunch of money? And he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Okay, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, what yeah, the that, hell? that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. IP, man. All in all, uh, what do you think about? Would you recommend watching? I absolutely would re- recommend The Night yeah. House. I think it... Um, I was talking to someone about the Green Knight, which I saw and didn't really care much about. And the my one of my main um, critiques of that movie is that I have not thought about it very much at all since. But the Night House, I have been thinking about a lot. Okay. And mostly, and mostly, I think it is because of kind of one of the reasons that you didn't love it is I love I love the fact that it is. It is mysterious. Uh, well, you know, it, it's not that I don't like mysterious. I really do. Like I love sure. stuff that makes me think. Yes. And uh, uh, having said that, that being my low part, I, I thought it was great. I'd yeah. see it again because it's yeah. mysterious. You know. It's, yes, and then also I just enjoy the fact that, um, like it's one of those a bunch of stuff happens in a movie, a bunch of stuff happens in a dream movies and there are a lot of movies like that but it doesn't pull the oh it was all a dream thing the the dreams are like secret messages essentially like i don't know i don't know somehow the collective unconsciousness is sending her dream messages that are um i don't know i don't know how her dreams know where the second house is yeah i have no idea but it's cool it's a good bit so yes, I would absolutely. You should watch the Night House um, and tweet at both of us, and don't forget to send us ten thousand. Well, send me ten thousand dollars, or this would really hurt my feelings. But if you want to just send Carl three thousand dollars, that's fine. It would cost you less in the end. I'll tell you what, it would, it would really hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm not going to do this. But what if they send me three thousand dollars and I give you ten thousand dollars? 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> that makes sense. I'll tell you what, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you uh, if you give one of us $25,000, we'll let you come to the movies with us. You can't sit beside us, but you can sit in the same theater and watch the same movie yeah. as us. You could sit in the same row, but like oh, okay. three to four seats away. And yeah. if you try to talk to us, we'll be like, what the fuck is your problem? Yeah. This was not part of the deal. Yeah. And it's $25,000 and we'll sit in row K. Yeah. See, okay. and they can sit in, in yeah, for a thousand. Oh. And then they can see, sit in seat 25 or 30 or whatever, uh, you know, however much money. Oh, if we sit in the big uh, stadium, maybe. Ooh, yeah. Let's rent the, let's rent the big theater. Can you rent the big theater? Probably not, but I okay. wish you could. I bet if we had that, if that one person uh, donates $25,000, we could probably get that. For I will money. offer Regal Cinemas. $800 if I have uh, $13,000, if we're splitting it evenly, I will offer them $800 uh, to let us watch Tenet in IMAX. Just all I want is to watch Tenet in IMAX, please. Really? Yeah. What's the next movie you're going to see? Um, I'm going to have to see Candyman. Yeah, I'm going to see Candyman. Yeah. Candyman looks good, or maybe it doesn't look good, but I'm definitely seeing that, it. That trailer looks fantastic. It's a good ass trailer, yeah. and I'm I'm glad that they have only played that trailer. It's it's one of those things where I'm sort of tired of the trailer, but at the same time, I'm glad that they haven't shown me more and given away every part of the story. Exactly. You know, it, it seems like they dumped the trailer that they had about four or five months ago. It was just a scene of like the girls in the bathroom yes. and at a mirror. I love that they dumped that one because I didn't care for that trailer. But yeah. This new one looks rocking. Yeah. Rocking <laughs> and rolling. It looks scary, dude. It looks it scary. Look, I hope it's scary. looks scary. I, I do I'm, too. I'm a big, big fan of the first Candyman. So well, it, I, I, I doubt if they can beat it, but I'm happy if they do. Well, when a uh, food court votes come up, I would love to put my vote in for Candyman. I'd love to hear okay. that episode. See what All right. Do. Hell uh, yeah. Sean, uh, tell the people where to find, remind people where to find you and Food Court Podcast and all the things. Okay, I'll do Food Court first. All right. Uh, food Court, you can find at Twitter at Food Court Cast or on Instagram at Food Court Movie Podcast. Me, you can find on Twitter at Sean Parrott, S-E-A-N-P-A-R-R-O-T-T or on uh, Instagram at Sean is okay. S-E-A-N-I-S-O-K. And that's it. That's it. And that's where you find the spot to give me $10,000 to give Carl $3,000. Yeah, that's all they need to know. Sean, let's get out of here. I appreciate it, man. Let's go to bed. It's tiring. Who stays up this late? Yeah, it's not together. No, no, no. We can if you want to, but no pressure. Bunk beds? Yes, let's get some bunk beds. We should should get bunk beds and then watch uh, Jaws. All the Jaws. And don't forget to tweet at Carl. That he has to watch Jaws because he has not seen Jaws. Never seen Jaws. Yeah, that's one of the things I've never seen. Yeah, That's crazy. I'm going to put it on the food court Twitter right now. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, all right. I'm cutting this thing off. We'll see you later, buddy. (laughs) Bye. And there it was, guys. Another episode in the bag, man. Thanks, Sean, for hanging out with us again. And thank you for hanging out with the Badum Ching 
with Carl. Now on all the things. I've already said this speech every time. Go back and listen to an old episode. I'm not going to do it again. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, blah, 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 blah. Check it out, man. As always, click that subscribe. Click that like. Uh, shoot me an email. CR3Comedy at gmail.com. Let me know how we're doing. Send me some money, like Sean said. Send him some money. Uh, follow me on all the things. CR3Comedy uh, and Twitter and Instagram. And let's be friends. How about that? Ladies and gentlemen, plenty of bangers in the future. Nothing but the up and up. We'll see you next Friday. So until then, see you later.